Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Welcome to the EM360 podcast, where we have a weekly conversation with people who are impacting the enterprise tech landscape. My name is Matt Harris, editor here at EM360, and your host on today's episode. Make sure you stay up to date with all of our latest episodes by subscribing to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you go for your podcast needs. In today's episode, I'm joined by Mika Vainio Matilla, CEO and co-founder of Digital Workforce. We're here to talk about the widespread adoption of business automation. Mika, welcome to the show. Thank you, man. Very nice to be here. Yeah, great to have you. Um, could you just tell us a little bit about uh, who you are and what you do? Sure, sure thing. So, so uh, again, uh, yeah, as, as you stated, I'm CEO and, and one of three co-founders of a company called Digital Workforce. Uh, the company was founded about uh, seven years ago in, in, in the fall of 2015. And... Uh, and uh, what, what our company does is we, we're trying to facilitate uh, our, our customers on the way to adoption of intelligent automation. And I can obviously talk a little bit more about what, what that means. So adopting, uh, adopting and scaling the use of intelligent automation in our, customer, our customers' organizations is, is what we do. Um, my, my personal background is about 25 plus years in, in the IT business, both IT technology and IT business in consulting, sales, management, uh, various roles. I uh, also spent uh, some, some years in the healthcare industry. Okay, sweet. Yeah, thank you for that. You know, obviously we're here today to talk about the adoption of business automation. My kind of first question for you was, how does end-to-end business automation kind of fit into the priorities for specific industries like healthcare, finance, manufacturing, energy, and more? Sure. So, so maybe just to uh, give a little bit, a little bit of context, uh, we've been working. Uh, first of all, in terms of digital workforce, we only work with automation. So uh, our our mission is really to to help customers create business benefits from from deploying automation in various forms in the in their businesses. And it's typically, you know, the kinds of knowledge intensive industries and uh, organizations in knowledge intensive industries like the ones that you mentioned that that uh, that we are that we're working with. Traditionally, I suppose you can already say traditionally because you know we've been at this as an industry for 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 several years. Uh, we've been working with a technology called robotic process automation. Uh, that is essentially uh, uh, first and foremost about automating various kinds of tasks. So, for example, in the context of uh, uh, healthcare, where we do a lot of work with healthcare organizations, both large and small. It can be things like uh, scheduling appointments or work, you know, working with res- reservations or ordering medications or communicating test results to a patient and, and so forth and so, so forth. So this is examples of tasks that uh, occupy the time uh, of healthcare professionals uh, that can be automated using robotic process automation. And where we're moving from this is towards more holistic or end-to-end type of automation, which is working with things like onboarding new customers for or, or onboarding new employees into an organization. Here in, in Finland, which is where the company is based, we operate in, in eight other, uh, seven other countries as well. We, uh, we are working with healthcare organizations on, on processes uh, that, that have to do with referral handling. I don't, know if that's a, I don't know if that's a term that's applicable everywhere, but I'm pretty sure that uh, uh, healthcare organizations around the globe work with similar similar processes, it's really to do with the paper trail that follows the patient care process. And today, that paper trail is digital. Uh, so what we're doing is we're helping our customers 
automate that uh, that process from from end to end in a sense. Interesting. So, how do you think businesses should be looking to use business automation right now? So, uh, there is a huge range of tasks in all kinds of organizations, in all industries where automation can be can be applied. Um, and uh, so, when we talk about intelligent automation, uh, it's really about moving the the, the the digitalization in those organizations forward very rapidly. So in, in contrast with, let's say, sort of more traditional IT systems development, which obviously uh, is, is part of the, a big part of the digitalization agenda, intelligent automation uh, helps move things forward much faster. Uh, and, and what that is based on is, is the fact that uh, software robots and, and, as we call them, digital workers, make use of the applications, in, in a sense, the, the digital infrastructure that's already there to automate processes and, and in doing that help people in those organizations uh, spend more time with uh, what we would call more purposeful or more meaningful work. So we're, we're, we're helping automate uh, both individual tasks as, a, as well as end-to-end uh, uh, processes in order to allow people to focus more on more purposeful work, such as in, again, a healthcare context uh, working with patients. What the customers are looking for as they deploy these solutions and these services varies from one customer to the to the other and from one industry to the other. other. Some customers are more after cost savings, uh, but I think what is common uh, across different industries is, is improving the quality and accuracy of different processes and also creating a better environment for their employees because people really don't want to be working with, with uh, mundane repetitive tasks. Mm, and, and could you just outline, you know, the factors that will contribute to this widespread adoption of business automation? You know, for example, will it, will it be aligned to an increased application of AI, APIs, um, low-code tooling, that kind of thing? Yeah, it is, it is linked, to, uh, linked to all of those things. So um, as, as I mentioned, we are moving from kind of straightforward task automation uh, paradigm, if you want to, a more uh, holistic, comprehensive business process automation paradigm using using various uh, tools within the intelligent automation kind of family of, of technologies. So RPA, robotic process automation, being a very central kind of really a backbone uh, within that family. There are other tools uh, that come into play uh, that involve the use of AI and machine learning, for example, in structuring information that is uh, entering the process as, as inputs so that the, the process can be structured into a f- format that is usable for, for, for automated agents, you know, robots, uh, essentially. Also, uh, working with orchestration technology that helps bring the humans into the loop when needed. And, and this is one of, one of the, the kind of the key restrictions that, that, is, being, that, that is being, in, in a sense, lifted as we move, move to end-to-end process automation. Uh, is the, the the ability to more smooth, more smoothly and in a more seamless way to bring humans into those processes because obviously uh, in a lot of lot of processes humans are very much needed. For example, in using quite a lot of healthcare examples here, but but uh, the the physician is the person who is responsible for the for the patient care. You know the outcomes of the patient care process. So they have the training and the experience and the authority and, and the responsibility. Uh, to take certain decisions, and, and but but what we want to do th- through uh, automation is to make you know the work of that person uh, as as easy as possible. So robots uh, handle 
you know, AI may handle the structuring of the incoming information. Robots do a lot of the retrieving information out of the systems, typing systems uh, uh, data into the systems, and they kind of prepare the case for the physician to then take a look at and, and take the decisions that they need to take to move the, th- the, the process forward. So it's, it's these kinds of things. And, and all of this is contributing to more widespread adoption, we believe, because uh, you know, we're kind of re- removing those um, obstacles that have been on the way to adopting uh, automation in, in a more wide, widespread sense. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of something that's sort of rapidly changing and kind of progressing. How, how do you kind of see business automation maturing as a technology by the end of the decade? Yeah, um, well, the end of the t- decade is is far away from, from, from this perspective. It's a fast-moving industry. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a robotic process automation uh, appeared maybe 10 years ago, a little bit less than that probably. Um, and, and what's happening now is, is, is quite a lot of interesting developments happening. Um, we launched uh, a platform strategy called Outsmart, uh, which is based on bringing uh, the most relevant technologies into kind of one place and offering that as a service from a cloud-based platform to, to customers. Our idea has been uh, from the outset of, of the company to, to make the adoption and the scaling of adoption, uh, the scaling of automation in, in, in our customers' organizations as easy uh, and smooth as possible. We think it should be easy. There's a lot of technology um, there's a lot of um, evolving technology under, kind of under the hood. And if you look into you know, what, what the Outsmart platform has in it, there's a lot of tools and technology. We're all about you know, trying to hide uh, the complexity from the customer and allow, allow customers to focus on their business, whatever it may be. So I think, I think that is a key, key aspect of, this, of, of maturing of the technology. It becomes easier to use, easier to adopt. And, and in, that, in that sense, uh, utilizing the technology becomes more smooth and uh, uh, allowing, again, people to focus on, on, on their business, allowing the business to generate more, more and better outcomes using, you know, making use of this technology. So that, that, is, that is somehow the direction that I, I see the industry moving. Mm, and what kind of common mistakes are you seeing other businesses in the space making? And how does Digital Workforce plan to kind of tackle some of these problems? So uh, I would say that, again, you know, like any other breed of IT, you know, when these technologies come around, people uh, tend to get very excited about the technology per se. And, you know, you, you, know, you go and, you know, acquire licenses and you, you set up uh, infrastructure to, to support a, a, initially a, maybe a proof of concept or a pilot and you test it and, 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 and uh, stretch it and see what it can do, do and so, so on and so forth. Uh, to get to a a impact, uh, positive impact for the business that could be deemed strategic, uh, you need to take a programmatic approach. So you need to say, okay, so we want to, as an organization, leverage automation uh, in this organization to to help our human staff focus on tasks and and, and 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 missions that are critical for our business and where they can apply their experience and their training, and you know let the automations handle kind of the the other stuff, so to say. So, so um, I think that's the first thing to be to be said in this context is there needs to be a strategic drive, people in the top management to take that kind of make that statement to, to drive these programs forward. Then, of course, there needs to be 
scalable services um, and expertise, and that's that's where we come in. So we we want to to help our uh, kind of customers first of all understand what is possible, what can be done through uh, through the use of these these tools and technologies, and, and how we can make it as easy as possible for the customer to come on board uh, and start to use. Um, you know, start to deploy digital workers in their in their processes, and then and also scale it beyond the kind of initial POC pilot type of type of uh, phase. It's always it's always good to kind of uh, you know get that kind of uh, insight, especially from you know a kind of expert in the area who's you know kind of seen it all and done it all. It's always good to kind of you know have that little bit of clarification. Yeah. Well, th- thank you so much for joining us today, Mika. It was really really great to get your insights. Thank you. Thank you, man. Also, thank you to everyone for listening. We hope you took a lot away from today's discussion. But for further information on what we discussed today, please head on over to digitalworkforce.com. We'll be back next week with another episode in our podcast series. But until then, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on all major platforms. Follow the conversation on our socials at EM360Tech on Twitter and LinkedIn. And for more great daily content, please head on over to EM360Tech.com.